Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Lunchpail Guys podcast. I am your host, Wyatt, co-hosting alongside Lucas, Aiden, Jared, and Bart. Before we get anything in uh, in this episode, go ahead and follow us on our social medias at Guys underscore on Instagram, Twitter, threads, possibly. Um, and, <laughs> Check it out. And per usual, we're going to go over some news that uh, we found interesting, but at the very least won't make a discussion on the show. Uh, the one and only, actually. I saw a clip of a kid just getting beamed in the face during the home run derby. I think I saw the clip four or five times. It was too good not to uh, include on there. Yeah, I, I'm gonna be honest. I watched it on loop like a few times after I saw oh it. Oh my god! It's just so Cruel. it's so perfect. And there was like He's a kid okay. kind of in front of him, right? Who like mm-hmm. I don't know. And maybe it looked like he was gonna go for the ball or something, and it just went right past him. It reminds me of when I was in maybe like sixth or seventh grade and we were supposed to be fielding grounders just like on a baseball field. And instead of hitting, like I was all ready for a grounder and instead of hitting a grounder, the coach just hit a line drive right at me and hit me right in the forehead. Like I tried to react, (laughs) I tried to react quick enough. Like I got my glove half up, but it just like tipped off the corner of the glove and just beat me right in the forehead. So you failed it. Yeah, it's a coach's fault. It was supposed to be a grounder, so I was all ready, and then he just yeah. like whacked it right Gotta in my face. <laughs> Literally, there's always like every couple, every like three practices, somebody gets hit in the face. That's, that's <laughs> we had a we had like a, a parents versus kids like, oh, yeah. a scrimmage thing, oh, no. and some dude was pitching, and some kid's mom hits a straight line drive right at this kid's face. Yeah, hits him in the face, takes like, him right out. Yeah, it looked like like the laces were like imprinted in his face. That's brutal. <laughs> just a mom, cool just start, regular right? mom. Yeah, and she just if I'm gonna have any start. It. That was like the most <laughs> perfect hit you've ever seen in your entire life. But yeah, <laughs> I remember that. I love it. Um, I don't know. Baseball All Star Weekend is like the the best All Star Weekend. I think it's the only yeah. one that I feel like I really care to take any interest in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably. Because the game, the game is actually competitive. Yeah, because the game it still matters, right? Is it still? Yeah, I think it's yeah, it's still it doesn't matter anymore. The World Series, yeah, yeah. Oh, it, it doesn't. Kind of wild. Apparently, since 2016, that it has not. Really? Oh, really? Oh, okay. Something like That's that. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. It always felt like oh. a little bit weird, but I don't know. <laughs> You're yeah. watching it like, wait a minute, like this could have actual consequences. Mm, I kind of like that. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah. since 27, since 2017, the league that wins the All Star Game no longer gets home field advantage. Yeah. Because it just meant Dang. that the AL got it like every year. Yeah, hey, but the NL won this year. <laughs> the NL won this year, <laughs> which is like random. It's I don't think it's like indicative of the fact like that, that the AL has always been better or something. It's just kind of like baseball's random. Yeah, right. I don't think <laughs> I, I've never thought of like one league as being better. I don't know, but when but when there's a Phillies manager, they're five and one. Oh, <laughs> but but and then when it's not. And when it's not the Phillies, <laughs> they're like five and twenty-seven or something like that since nineteen eighty or whatever. Since the so. merger, <laughs> No, but uh, like I, I feel like so, hold on, I feel like other yeah. sports though, like the NFL, like the AFC is way better than the NFC right now. Uh, mm-hmm. You, I feel like for the last like ten years, the West has been better than the East, and um, and the MLB has not been like that though. No. I would say. Yeah, I guess it hasn't. I need to look at recent World Series winners, but I feel like that's true. We done. 
Um, so I lied about the single news because there's some a couple of things I looked up while you guys were talking. Uh, the NBA in-season tournament is now official. Yeah. It, they known. they announced it. Richard Jefferson did the whole spiel about the pool play and everybody getting set, separated. Um, and I believe the gist of it, from what I understood, is it does count towards regular season wins mm-hmm. and seeding. But if a team doesn't make... Do they? Is there an elimination? I didn't understand that. Like, I don't really know how it factors into the regular season. It seems kind of convoluted. Like the thing that's nice about when they do it in soccer, because like, right, this is an idea they stole right from soccer, is that it's just like a separate thing. Like, it's mm-hmm. you have your regular season and then you have your in-season yeah. tournament as like yeah. a another fun thing. But I also think that works because in most countries that was like the original thing of soccer like there wasn't like a league they would just have like a big tournament with all the teams that in like whatever in like 1910 and then they're like oh you know leagues would be fun too um so they added that later this just seems like forced because you're like retroactively adding it so there's like no history no stakes and it's part of the regular season but also not so it just i don't know i don't really get it yeah this this makes no sense as i'm reading it the 67 <laughs> games across both stages of the in-season tournament will count toward the regular season standing except the championship. Each team will continue <laughs> to play 82 regular season games in the 23-24 season, including those games that are a part of group play and the knockout rounds. So is this a part of the season, or is, are they playing more games? No, it's part of the It counts towards the 82 games, except for the, the championship doesn't. Yeah, so this like, is one of those things. It, I'm just gonna have to see it happen. Yeah, and try yeah. to comprehend. <laughs> so if you make it to the knockout round, then do like some of your other regular season games That's... get deleted? That seems like a scheduling nightmare. <laughs> I don't know. Like, but if you, you get or is there like a losers bracket? Like, I don't know. yeah, I don't understand. No, they must just reschedule you in like other regular. So like, let's just say like the Jazz and the Bucks. Um, get so, eliminated in the group play, then they'll probably schedule just like normal regular season games between the Jazz and the Bucks. Mm, so the teams that win or get farther in the championship get more rest time essentially throughout the rest of the season? No. Because they have less scheduled so, games? No, but then those just become their scheduled games. Right? So like on the night <laughs> that there might be the semifinals. <laughs> so it's like, let's just say it's the, the Bulls and the Sixers in the semifinals. On the same night, the the Bucks and the Jazz, who were eliminated, are playing each other, and then the Bulls and the Sixers are playing in the semifinal. But they both count for one regular season game. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I mean that's really dumb. Yoga is totally getting injured, like tearing an ACL in the championship game. Like this uh-huh. is I'm calling. Yeah, it. that would yeah, be I mean, really a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, if that happens. The Jets will be the team featured on Hard Knocks this season. Um, mm. As much as they didn't want to be, do they? Tom like, Coward, you can't veto that. You can't be like, no. No, I think you have to do it. Like the league makes like, or something. I think there there are determining factors, and if you're the team that makes it, you have to do it. That's weird. I could see Aaron Rodgers campaigning hard for it, though. I don't know. It's gonna end up being that no one else participates. Just Aaron Rodgers talking about whatever <laughs> that drug is, or I don't know. <laughs> Psychedelics from psychedelics. Yeah, psychedelics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, lastly, Victor Wimanyama takes the court for the first time, actually twice, before getting shut down by the Spurs. The first game was awful, and the second game was really good. 
Okay. The the reports of his demise were very <laughs> and that he looked like the best player ever. Well, that's an exaggeration. He looked <laughs> awesome <laughs> in the second game. Yeah. From, from what people are saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we're going to get into... Uh, our... Spears thing? Yeah. Sorry. No, yeah. What a weird... I don't know what that's anyway, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get into our first subject here. Um, we're going to do a double baseball episode. We just lost all of our viewers there. Um, but we're going <laughs> to we're gonna talk about Shohei Otani, who might actually be the GOAT, some may say. Um, Shohei Otani has had an incredible season so far. Obviously, he makes his um, notoriety from being both a pitcher and a fantastic hitter. There was a discussion that I saw on First Things First that racked my brain a little bit a, co- a week ago. Is Shohei Otani, Aiden, the greatest baseball player of all time? Bold statement. Um, bold question. I don't know if like you can really make an argument that he's the greatest baseball player of all time right now if we're talking about like cumulative career kind of stuff. You can certainly make the argument that he's, you know, having the greatest or he's the greatest player we've seen at like a single point in time ever in baseball. Like, if you look at his season, he's currently on pace for, I think it's like 12.6 wins above replacement, which would be the the highest since Babe Ruth, so literally exactly 100 years ago um, would be the highest since then. And we've all seen, like, the the June stats for Otani hit almost 400, his on-base percentage was almost, like, 50%, almost 500, hit 15 homers, and was also pitching. Just, like, absolutely absurd. Like, we, we have not seen, I definitely have not seen in my lifetime statistically we haven't seen that kind of dominance i feel like in since the the 1800s since we really dig back in the the baseball reference records um but yeah yeah, exactly give give shohei a fun like old nickname um so he is that he stands out uh but anyway yeah so he's, he's clearly the best player in baseball right now he's clearly the best player we've seen in a long time um offensively ronald acuna ronald acuna jr is having a wild season um but even i feel like uh, Otani's eclipsing him right now um, and he's like eclipsed Trout easily I feel like Mike Trout mm. who previously would have been considered the best player of this kind of generation or the past like decade or so is kind of like I kind of forgot about him um, just given given Otani um, he's a great pitcher too obviously he hasn't finished like top three in Cy Young voting yet so he's a little less I feel like dominant there than he has been at the plate but the fact that he's doing both of these things is obviously insane um in terms of the goat argument i feel like baseball's a a sport where cumulative stats kind of matter like other sports aren't really like that like i couldn't tell you how many i don't know points michael jordan has scored or i can tell you how many titles he has uh but baseball loves its total numbers it loves its you know 715 for babe ruth or is it 716 i forget <laughs> 755 for hank aaron and you know um getting 3000 hits that kind of thing um, not saying that Otani needs to reach those milestones to be considered the goat, but I do feel like people do care about like a body of work in baseball, like a um, like over the course of years and years. So I feel like it's a little early for Otani, given that he's in his what third or fourth full season because he missed a few or was had a, a few like kind of injury riddled seasons. I think it's a little early to you know really give him a shot in the goat conversation, um, but. 
if he keeps this up for a few more years, he could certainly enter it. And he's certainly the star that baseball has been like craving. Like I saw that the official MLB Twitter, I think like last week had nine straight tweets or retweets that were just about Otani. <laughs> so like he's he's you know really become the face of the league pretty quickly. Um, and I could see him entering the conversation at some point. Yeah, I mean I think that. I agree that he is, to some extent, the star that baseball sort of needed. And in the context of the larger sort of back upswing of baseball um, that's happened over the past year, like if you look, TV ratings are up this year, attendance mm-hmm. is up this year. And I think that well, a lot of that is in some part due to, you know, all the changes that were made, the quicker game time, mm-hmm. more stealing bases, et cetera, et cetera. I think that having somebody like Otani is just a draw for the sport. I'm... I don't know. I watched the preview game for or the preview show for the All Star game yesterday, um, and I've listened to a bunch of podcasts about baseball and about Otani. And I think that what they come down to is it's just hard to fathom something like this happening in any other sport. Like there is no world in which Tom Brady is the best quarterback and also the best corner in the league. And there's no like there's even in basketball there's very little comparison for the guy who's the best offensive and defensive player player ever. Like you. I don't know, Michael Jordan, great, (laughs) maybe at some point. Um, But even that, where it's like in basketball, you're you're always asked to do both things. There's no sport where you're asked to only do one thing on one side of the ball and you excel in both. So I think it's just remarkable to watch. And I don't know, is he the GOAT ever? I agree with Aiden that it will take time. He absolutely could be. Um, But I... This peak is something that's crazy. I was listening to a ESPN Daily did a show about just his June and whether it was the greatest month of baseball ever, and their consensus was generally yes. But even if you look at the cumulative stats for this season, um, his war is obviously the highest of baseball. I think you referenced that, Nathan. But just his hitting war, like if you subtract mm-hmm. out the pitching from it, is like sixth highest or something <laughs> in Major League Baseball, which is crazy. So the fact that He's a top five hitter and an excellent pitcher um, is something we're not going to see. And I think he's actually ahead of Judge to break the 61. Um, is that going to happen? Probably not. Um, like, he's not actually on fun. pace to hit 60. He's not actually on pace to hit 61, but he's ahead of where Judge was at this point last hmm. year. So, I don't know. So, we're going to get our college football games interrupted for Otani. That's <laughs> 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 what I'm hearing. Yeah, but it, it's it's fun to watch, and I think it's good for baseball. Not bad for baseball. <laughs> That's the it's first time we are. talked about something good for baseball on this podcast. I think Otani yeah. is good for baseball because <laughs> it's just, it becomes must-watch TV because, you know, there's, hitting 61 home runs has, like, technically happened before, uh, you know, and stuff like that, but having somebody who dominates on both sides is... Something that nobody who's currently alive has seen. I was trying to find data for this, but I couldn't really find anything. I'm curious how much the fact that he's Japanese factors into the increased ratings as well, because like he is the face mm-hmm. of that like whole country as a baseball player now, and obviously mm-hmm. it's not like a random country. It's a country that plays a lot of baseball. So I, mm-hmm. I think that's that also must be like a boon for the MLB, right? That like they got a player mm-hmm. who basically immediately gives them double the audience. Yep. In addition mm-hmm. to being the best in the league. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
a whole bunch of people forced to be Angels fans. Really sad. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, that might be the better question, is what should the Angels do with him? But, sorry, this is... Yeah. Oh, no, no, that's what I was going to sort of segue into, too, is that... Yeah. Because, right, he's a free agent this offseason, so I wonder... I don't know, there's talk of him getting traded to the the Mets or whatever, you know, (laughs) like there always is, but... but I don't know what it is. Goodness gracious. (laughs) <laughs> Do you think there's actually a chance that they trade him? The deadline's the 31st, right, of July? He's gonna walk. He's get, they should trade him. He's gonna him. walk. He's totally gonna walk. They totally should. I feel like they won't. Yeah, you don't think? He's even said, he even said like, uh, something along the lines of, like, every year, like, my desire to win gets stronger or something, something like, something <laughs> along those lines. Adding them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's basically, basically adding them without adding the Angels. So, yeah, he's, yeah, I think he's definitely it. out of there. I mean, how many yep. people that are, like, in the GOAT conversation in baseball never won a World Series? Like, I feel like even Mike though we recognize... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think that... Like, what could they have in common? Yeah. The interesting thing with, like, Trout is that I feel like he'll never reach the sort of upper echelons, even though statistically he's maybe the best baseball player ever, because he's just never been on any good teams. Like, I think that does yeah. hurt your legacy. Yeah. And obviously, I want to bolt it when he had the opportunity to two years ago, three years ago, whenever that was. But Yeah. I think Mike Trout, with him, he doesn't even care about that sort of stuff. He just like wants to play baseball and do meteorology. Like he doesn't care about any goat talk stuff. He's like just like a different kind of different kind of athlete. Like he doesn't do endorsements or anything. You 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 never see him in the public. He kind of just wants to play baseball. On the Trout set subject, but honestly, respect. It doesn't have to. You know, it's your career. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's work, right? <laughs> Yeah. Normal guy from the Philadelphia suburbs. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like how Jokic just wants to play basketball and then go watch his horses race. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> a simple man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he'll walk, but I think it'd also be like a bad idea to trade him. Just like the look of trading away, maybe the ba- the best baseball player ever. I think it's just a bad look. Even if you lose him, I think the because like in theory, there's a chance they could keep him. But I don't think that that... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, they kept Mike Trout. I don't think Mike Trout would stay two or three years ago, and he did. The public might appreciate Otani being on a playoff team, though. Maybe maybe it won't be. (laughs) Maybe it'll be a good look for them. Because, yeah, the Angels at this point, like, they just have to plug a bunch of holes. And it's been like that for, like, what, the last 10 years? Yep. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, I think they haven't made the playoffs since, like, 2014 or something like that. It's been a while. I mean, do the Angels have, like, any homegrown talent besides Mike Trout? Like, any significant homegrown talent? I feel like it's just been that way for years, where they spend a lot of money on veterans. Um, mm-hmm. They obviously spend a lot on Otani to sign him in the first place. But, it's like, they just never get anything. Like, there's no yeah. one, no organic kind of stuff coming up that, that helps them out and plugs the holes. And I feel like they always collapse. Like, yep. In, in their last, hold on, I'm just doing quick math here. One, two... Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve games before the All Star break. It looks like they won one of them, like they just or two of them. They really just fell off. I guess it's one of their last ten before the All Star break, basically. Like they just fall apart. And I know Trout's hurt, right? He's out for a few weeks. Yeah. I know Otani had the issue issue with the blister or whatever, where he had to come out of his one start, but. Yeah. Yeah, they just collapse every single year. Like they're they're always promising for the first few months of the season. They're right on the edge of a playoff yeah. spot, and then they just fall apart. 
because there was so little discussion earlier, I feel like, of Otani being traded because they were doing fine, at least. Like, they were kind of competing, right? Um, mm-hmm. Their division's good, but they were, you know, doing doing at least a little better than usual. So now this is kind of forcing their hand, which will be interesting. Like, if they continue to slide before the deadline and they can't even make the argument that, you know, that they're in contention, then it becomes a, yeah. like, do you seriously think you're going to keep them after the season? Which, I don't know. You're right. It's not going to be great for morale, Lucas. It will not be good for morale. No. But it also, but it'd be even worse look to to let him go for nothing, though, I think. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think you, you imagine like, the... disregard whatever whatever kind of optics you think might come from yeah. trading him and yeah. like get something. <laughs> yeah. Even the trade package would be interesting cuz like you're he's technically technically be a, a half season rental less than half season rental, right? Unless mm-hmm. it's someone who has, who's been talked about as, you know, one of his suitors, right? Someone who has the money to pay the what 550 million or whatever it sounds like he's going to get. Which is a, that's a pretty limited number of teams, right? It's Dodgers, Mets, Yankees, maybe, maybe the Angels. I don't know, um, mm-hmm. but it's kind of limited in terms of who could actually, who would actually try to pursue him at the trade deadline. Like if I were the Dodgers, I'd just wait. I think. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think it's worth it to give up a bunch of assets if you can just get him. Yeah. Because if, if you're the a few months later, right? Yeah. Because as you mentioned, Lucas, like it'd be a huge deal for them to trade the greatest player of all time, just kind of give it up, you know, this soon. And so they'd need a really big package. And I feel like if if I'm one of those teams, I don't know if it's worth it to do that. Maybe if you get some like sort of like promise yeah. or something that he'll yeah. sign. I, I don't know That's if you fair. can contractually uh guarantee that or anything like that, but yeah. <laughs> a handshake, uh, you know, a nice Mm-hmm. eye contact <laughs> <laughs> yeah <clears throat> all right <clears throat> moving on to our next segment we're going to do a second half preview for the remainder of the mlb season who rises who falls who triumphs let's predict so we're going to start with the biggest candidate for a total collapse starting with you lucas who do you think it is so I tried to look at teams, like I looked at all the stats, and then I looked at their record and tried to see whose stats were most mismatched with their record. So what team had a good or compelling record, but their stats were not that good. And I decided on the Miami Marlins, uh, who I think are going to collapse in the <laughs> second half. Um, they're the second best record in the National League, fourth best in baseball, but the stats overall just do not support that. The only thing they're really excellent in is heading for average, but they're carried by Luisa Rice, who's batting 380 something at one point, was batting 400 for a lot of the season. But beyond average, they're 21st in runs with 386. They're 23rd in home runs with 87. They're 13th in total bases, 1257. 14th in OPS, 17th in slugging. Their pitching is just as mediocre 14th in ERA, 13th in whip, 14th on on base against. They're an average baseball team that is just finding ways to win mm-hmm. games, basically. They can hit for average, and that's about it. Plus, they have a negative run differential. They are minus five in run differential and yet have the second best record of the National League, which is kind of crazy. So law of averages just says that's going to work itself out and they're going to fall apart a little bit in the second half. So I'm going to go with the Miami Marlins as the team that's going to biggest candidate for total collapse. 
Yeah, I totally agree, Lucas. I also had the Marlins. I considered the Reds because they're in a, a similar situation where they have like a negative run dif- differential and they're just kind of overperforming. But I feel like they have an easier division. Like yeah. the, the NL Central is kind of a mess. The, the NL East is, you know, good as per usual or at least solid. Like the Braves are potentially the best team in baseball. Mm-hmm. The Phillies, I feel like, are kind of on the come up or kind of putting it together a little bit more. Um, the Mets, we'll see. Um, but there's... <laughs> There's talent there, more talent than there is in, in the NL Central. Um, and as you mentioned, they, the Marlins just kind of overperformed. Like, even Arias, like, he was near 400 for a while, right? And now he's down to 383. There's, it's, it's pretty hard to keep that up, to be honest. Um, Jazz Chisholm, their other kind of star, has been struggling with injuries. I think he's out for the next three or four weeks. So that's not great either. Um, they have the fourth toughest remaining strength of schedule. Which, you know, again, NLEs is tough, but they also have a, a lot of other tough opponents to play. So I feel like I'm not not super uh, bullish on the on the Marlins right now. Though if they make the playoffs, we all know that the, the Marlins when they make the playoffs are very successful. I think it's like <laughs> whatever the they'd never lost a like until twenty twenty when they made it during the pandemic season mm-hmm. or whatever and lost that was like the first world like playoff series that they ever lost because I think they've won two World Series. Um, and they're other two yeah they've made the playoffs three times in their history and they've won two world series exactly and the one that they didn't win was pandemic season so we don't so it's like everybody got it exactly we don't we don't care about it it's like the lakers yeah Yeah, anyway (laughs) i consider the reds do but i agree that with all you said plus i think the reds are like trending up so agreed stats are a little lagging in that sense where it's they're better than their stats indicate whereas yeah i think the marlins are the opposite and that they're worse they're better yeah, yeah, because so like the, the the Reds are out playing aren't aren't as bad as their stats indicate, whereas the Marlins are better than yeah. Because like Ellie De La Cruz, right, was like mm-hmm. I don't think he was there opening day, and he's like kind of their like young star right now, who's I think mm-hmm. been playing since like mid May or something. Has been awesome, so they're I feel like they're they're trending up. I agree. Yeah, I also consider the Yankees because they're. Yeah. They're hitting fire. The, yeah, <laughs> I, when I was just looking at the stats, I don't think I realized the state of how bad their hitting was. Yeah, because how long is Judge out for? Is he? He's uh, not back. A right? while. I yeah, yeah, yeah. But they fired their hitting coach, so it, it'll be fixed. The next day, I'll come <laughs> exactly. in and be like, oh, you, should, you know, put your elbow there instead, and it'll be, it'll be all fixed." <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, we are uh, the next one up. MVP front runner. I mean, to to make it at least slightly interesting, I'm gonna not talk about Otani because Otani is obvious. I think for the uh, for the AL, but the NL one also I realized is probably not super interesting either. You mentioned him earlier, Aiden. It's 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 Acuna almost certainly. I think Mookie Betts is a name I've seen a little bit, but like yeah, Acuna's having a a crazy hitting season. I looked at second in WAR. Obviously, we know who's first. Mm-hmm. He's second in batting average. Uh, we mentioned the guy from the Marlins earlier, but Acuna's hitting 331, which is also crazy. He's second mm-hmm. in OPS. He's third in hits. Yada, yada, yada. More importantly, he plays for the Braves, who are mm-hmm. the best team in the league right now. And he's their, you know, he's their most valuable hitter. I think that much is clear. Like Matt Olson and Ozzy Albies are, are solid as well. But yeah, he's played every game. He's a tremendous hitter. He's on pace. Like I looked this up on StatMuse, and like we've had like two seasons like his in the past decade. So it's like yeah. it's not super rare, but it's rare enough. Yeah, I think this might be one of the more boring MVP races in recent memory. Yeah, but I don't know, Aiden. What do you think? 
Yeah, no, I totally agree. I feel like Acuna's season would be talked about as like one of the greatest seasons in a while. Well, we had Judge last year, um, but if there wasn't Judge and Otani, like the fact that he's going to hit, yeah, he's on pace for like 75 stolen bases and 40 homers is absolutely crazy. Um, obviously helped by the new rules, but but still, it's it's absolutely crazy. Um, yeah, I saw Mookie Betts. Um, Arias, if he had if he hit 400 and you know Acuna got injured mm-hmm. or something, maybe. Um, you know, Corbin Carroll, who's, you know, going to win Rookie of the Year for the Diamondbacks, has also been pretty stellar. I think he's slumped a bit of late, but he's another name I've seen, like, tossed around as, as a runner-up to Acuna. Um, so I agree. It's pretty cut and dry. The AL's also cut and dry. <laughs> More cut and dry, as you mentioned. Though, if Otani gets traded to, say, the Dodgers, then then it becomes interesting. You know, we'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Then, like, Corey Seager is that a wild season for the Rangers. Their team that's really had a narrative this year is kind of, um, they've been disappointing for a while, and now they're good. Seager was disappointing last year in his first year on a big contract with them, coming from the Dodgers, hit like 240 or something. But he's hitting 353 with 12 homers, so I feel like he'd have a, a real shot at it. Um, maybe one of the Rays, if the Rays keep going, uh, like Rosarena or Yandy Diaz. But but yeah, if, if Otani stays and does not, I don't know. Even if he gets injured now, I feel like he might still have the highest war. So, so yeah, it's, it's a pretty easy race this year. Jared, moving on, which teams are going to be the late risers sneaking up through the back for the playoffs? I'm going to go the hometown team here. Actually, I'm going to go Seattle Mariners, um, um, which I think is a pretty good pick. Actually, they're third in the division. They just went 7-3 and three going into the All-Star break, which just barely put them above 500. But still, they're six games back and third in the division, so I think this still counts as a late riser, in my, in my opinion. It's kind of similar to what you said about the Yankees, Lucas. Like They have a really good starting rotation, specifically a fifth in the league in the RA, um, and they lead the MLB in quality starts, uh, whatever that saber attrition stat means. But <laughs> I think that pitching can carry you, and then especially when you get into the playoffs, Pitching, starting pitching specifically, can really get you a good run in the playoffs. And even then, their run differential, 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 sorry, is plus 36, which is the same exact run differential it was last year at the All-Star break. So I think this kind of shows that like they're a little bit better than what their record indicates right now. And they just got on a little groove. They just hosted the All-Star game. Julio Rodriguez also did not have as great of a first half as he did last year. Um, I think if you can bank on that picking up, and just their offense production in general picking up, I could definitely see them probably making a wild card run. I mean, the division might be kind of tough, but I think making a wild card run and making the playoffs for sure. I had them but, as well, and I'm glad I took note of a second team. But I'm sorry, my other team I would mention is the Red Sox, but the Red Sox are even closer to already being in, so that's even less of a valid late <laughs> riser, so to speak. But... I'm going to talk about them anyway. Um, a lot of the things you mentioned for the Mariners are kind of similar for the Red Sox in that they also just had a really good last game, 10-game stretch leading up to the All-Star break. They were 8-2, and two, actually, which was the best in the MLB. Uh, tied for. Um, they swept the Athletics, which is like, great. The athletics are trash, uh, but good teams <laughs> beat bad teams. But then they went 2-1 and one against the Rangers, who are currently winning the AL West. And then they went 3-0 and oh against the Blue Jays, who are also currently on track to make the playoffs as a wild card team, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And next up, they got the Cubs, who are below 500. So they should be able to keep it rolling. 
Um, they're kind of the inverse of the Mariners, though, where the Mariners are really rolling because of defense right now, but the Red Sox are really rolling because of their batting. Uh, they've been tremendously hot offensively, so I'm hoping it stays that way. According to takeathon.com, they have like a very middle-of-the-road remaining <laughs> to make of the schedule. Mm-hmm. So it's fine. Nothing, nothing to write home about, but that, hopefully that helps. So I think they're, they're two games out of the wild card right now. I could absolutely see them sneaking in and, and making the wild card when all is said and done. Do you think... Uh... Oh, go ahead, Lucas. I, I'm going to say the AL East. The AL East in general is just crazy this year. It's really good right yeah. now. Yeah. Every team is at least five games above 500, which is mm-hmm. crazy. Dude, it's the Reds. Yeah, yeah. It's was fun because the AL East is stacked on top of the AL Central exactly. standings, and they're just in order, teams one through ten, because the, <laughs> the AL East is the is better than the first place team in the AL Central. The yeah. Guardians are 45 and 45, and they're first in the AL Central. And the Red Sox are forty-eight and forty-three, and last in the AL. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I, I I saw a stat recently about like the last time that a team that was under five hundred won their division. I think it had happened, but it, it was like the seventies or eighties or something. Uh-huh. It's been forever, so it's that's a legitimate possibility in the AL, AL Central right now. Yeah, I mean, the yeah. Tigers are thirty-nine and fifty, and only five games out of first place, which is crazy. Dude. I think also, Aiden. Like, yeah. No, go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna change. No, that. I was just gonna say like some of the like bottom dwellers this year. I feel like are just like historically bad. Like the Royals in the Central, mm-hmm. twenty six wins right now. They're that's <laughs> not on pace to hit fifty, right? And the the, yeah, the A's are worse. That's wild. <laughs> well, what's crazy is that like the A's are seem to trying to be lose to lose. Yeah, the Royals are not, and they're <laughs> just as bad. And they're in a terrible division. Like they, yeah, <laughs> the A's have the excuse of being in a pretty good division. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the Rangers are good, the Astros are good, the Mariners are good, the Angels are the Angels. But yeah, yeah. I think I think Aiden. I think the Mets potentially still could make a run in the second half. So I I saw a stat that they are fourth. The fourth uh, worst record, or they've lost the most, like, one ro- uh, one lost game yeah. or something like that, like, at 13 and 16. And their average in, like, late to close situations is, like, very bad, like, tw- like uh, 24th in the league. So I think that's kind of, like, baseball chance just coming in there a little Dude, bit. And then that happens every year, bit. though. It can't be chance. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the pandemic season. That happened for sure. They had, like, the best batting average in baseball normally and then in like you know runners in scoring position they they were like third to last or something (laughs) they're just consistently unclutch so i don't know i've yeah yeah they have the same run differential as the marlins or i think they have a slight like one run better they they might actually better yeah yeah so i've detached myself this year i really haven't been paying that much attention to mets baseball because Last year, it really, I reached the limit. I like, <laughs> at one point during the, yeah, during the playoffs, after their late season collapse and then their playoffs collapse, I like literally left my apartment for like two hours and just took a walk. I, I left my apartment <laughs> without saying a word. I just walked out. <laughs> so, so this year I've like, I've scaled it back. Uh, but, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, the most recent Mets game I watched, because I've watched like a lot of Phillies games this year. But for whatever reason, Verizon no longer supports me streaming it through my TV. So I missed the last few games before the break. So hopefully that gets fixed. But call them out when the Mets play. When the Mets played the Phillies, um, and the Phillies scored four runs on one hit in an inning because they <laughs> walked three guys and hit two batters, and 
just crazy like that, that a classic texted, met center, yeah. <laughs> i think i texted aiden actually after that yeah. being like i i fully do not believe the mets are cursed exactly <laughs> you understand <laughs> no i was gonna say well jared you were talking up the mariners when when bart and i went to a mariners game two weeks ago was it um they were <laughs> the mariners were up four nothing in the in like the second inning um, and then, like, the seventh, the Rays scored, like, 11 runs. And they lost. <laughs> <laughs> they ended up losing 15 to 4 or something. So, yeah. We yeah. Were, I was at the, yeah, I was at the next fireworks. game. Oh, wow. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, well, so, sure. yeah, the, the next game, they started <laughs> yeah, winning. They, tur- they really started winning. Yeah, I know. Then. We, we were, showed up, and we were like, go. God, I hope they don't lose That motivated them. Okay, that was, you know. Yeah. Hopefully you do the same thing for Notre Dame football this year. You show up at the game, and then they go on a run. Not against USC. <laughs> yeah, that ain't no, happening. you're gonna be coming. You're gonna show up rooting for USC, and then Notre Dame's gonna win by like forty. That's never happened. <laughs> yeah. all night. Very believable. Very believable. That's gonna happen. Actually, I wouldn't even want that. I mean, that'd be kind of fun. I'd rather a close game. No. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> uh, final topic: Who out of all the teams will be the World Series favorites, Lucas? I mean, it's gotta be the Braves. I think that the Rays had a case for it earlier in the season, but I think it has to be the Braves. You look at the stats, at pretty much every offensive stat you can imagine, they're top three, and most of them they're in first. Uh, highest in OPS, 831. Highest in slugging, 492. Highest in total bases. Um, highest in home runs. Third in runs. Second in average. Um, their offense is immaculate. Uh, they have a plus 147 run differential, which is third, but it's basically a three-way tie for first. The Rays are 149. The Rangers are 148. Um, their pitching isn't quite as good, but they're still first in ERA. So they allow some hits, they allow some other stuff, but they don't allow runs. And that's, at the end of the day, what matters. They have the best record in baseball. They're 60-29. and 29. Um, Not quite 2001 Mariners good, but they're on pace for 109 wins, which is still, by any stretch of the imagination, a remarkable baseball year. They're eight and a half games ahead in a very, very good division, like Aiden referenced earlier. The Marlins... As we talked about earlier, I don't know if they're good, but they at least have a, they have the second best record in the NL. Like the top two teams in the NL are both the NL East. Um, the Phillies had a bad start to the year, but they've been really on the come up in the last in through June and July, um, and will probably make the playoffs too. And so, like the fact that they're doing this in a division with that much talent, and the Mets are talented despite you know everything that's happened this year, it says a lot. So I think any bet other than one on the Braves is a it's tough to look at and they've just built like a model organization there they won the world series two years ago they've been in and around it really for the last five or six years and just having that strategy of signing guys right before their value jumps has really helped like they have a lot of players on really good deals yep. because they signed them like the year before they make a big jump and so they get very cheap favorable deals so smart other teams should do that more yeah i don't know sometimes i see the braves deals i'm like who whose agent allowed this it's like <laughs> you know like 11 you know like yeah, I feel, Acuna, yeah Acuna's deal is something like ludicrous for how good he is yeah yeah they're like lot they're a lot of years too for yeah mm-hmm. crazy yeah Acuna is eight years 100 million which is in wow. baseball terms when otani yeah is gonna be like 550 right or five yeah so yeah i mean the Phillies signed trey turner this offseason for like 10 years 330 or yep. something like that mm-hmm. and he's acuna who is far and away the best player in the national league at yeah. least. it's eight years 100 yep. million and they're also signing them like when they're young to that eight year mm-hmm. deal for example right whereas 
a lot of everybody else is signing these guys to 300 million dollar deals when they're like in their prime such that in three or four years they'll be out of it and Mm -hmm. you know it's a it's a sunk cost kind of thing or yeah Mm -hmm. well dang i also said the braves like you said lead the league in homer slugging percentage ops cra in the league like yeah they're just good at everything I also did want to shout out my my preseason pick of Ronald Acuna Jr. being a for the first joining the forty forty club, which looks yeah. like it's gonna happen. Might even create the forty fifty club. I'm not sure if that's ever <laughs> or what what he might it might be like the forty seventy club or however many stolen so. bases he's gonna get yeah. this year. Um, because yeah, like you said, Aiden, bigger bases, pitch clock, limit amount of pickoffs, that sort of yep. stuff. I think definitely does help. Um, I still wouldn't. Uh, give up on the Rays, even though yes, they did have like just an electric start of the season. Um, they still are really good. Um, the AL, the only problem with them too is the AL East, like you said earlier, Lucas, is really good, and they have to just play them a lot. So that that kind of hurts the the Rays' chances a little bit. But they just have to make the playoffs, and then and then you can make the world, and then you can play in the World Series. So I would go Braves first. Um, Dodgers, of course, also have a lot of talent, and they've been getting kind of injured a lot too. So. Um, they're always a team to watch out for, but Braves for sure have to be the favorites. The Orioles too. I think the Orioles could sneak in there, make some noise. I'll book it. I'll book it that the Orioles win the AL East. I think okay. they're trending really far up. They're only two games behind the Rays now, or for a lot of the season they were like seven, eight, nine games behind. They really closed the gap. I mean, the Rays did kind of collapse right before the break. They got swept by the Phillies. They're three and seven in their last ten, but uh, I think the Orioles will win the AL East. I'll book that. I think I said preseason that the Orioles hadn't done enough during the off season that I had to, you know, that to plug some holes. They did not have the holes I thought they had. <laughs> well, you still might have been right. Maybe they have uh, seventy wins right now. You know, we'll see. Yeah. people would have done what you said. But... <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Also, As someone who hasn't like paid that much attention to baseball this year, I was very surprised to see the Orioles and Rangers at the tops of their divisions. I was like, "What the heck is going on this year?" Yeah, the Rangers, <laughs> especially. I was like, "The Rangers, especially, is random as heck." But yeah, they—they're like the Angels, and they just seem to overpay for guys, but yep. it actually worked this year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what. Yeah. And Degrom is like like their big this season signing is out for the year, right? Has he's been out for a while yeah. now. Um, and mm. doesn't seem to bother them. So, no, crazy, impressive. Shout out Marcus Simeon. Yeah, Roy Seager. Yep. Good for Aiden. I just updated the the book it doc, and I wanted to tell you that you're sorely lacking. You haven't booked anything since we made this one. <laughs> so step it up. <laughs> okay. yeah, do I have a baseball book it in me? I don't okay. think so Book right now. Book something for the Mets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that the Mets won't make the playoffs. <laughs> that the Dodgers will get Otani over the Mets. I, I'll, I'll book that. I'll book that Otani's going to the Dodgers. I feel like that's just a, you know, a formality. He yeah, went he up to move far. Coast. Wait, yeah, exactly. Trade it's not like, when he was looking. Um, no. I think not by trade. He's going to sign with them in the offseason. Otani. Yeah. Because... <sighs> Yeah, he didn't want to go to the East Coast when he was signing with American teams to start with. The Mets aren't making a really convincing case right now. So, <laughs> Dodgers have the money. Yep. He could probably just live in the same house. That exactly, nice right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always fun when athletes get traded to teams in, in the, the same city. city. <laughs> like, oh, that must be just so much easier for it's you. Like, people yeah. get traded between the Cubs or the Yankees. Yeah, the Cubs yeah. and the White Sox, Yankees, and 
that's be particularly yeah. funny with like i don't know like chargers and um rams or something rams, you know like sharing yeah. the stadium <laughs> <just under> <laughs> yeah like... same place to work yeah. every single day yeah like when russ went from the lakers to the clippers yeah exactly yeah. locker switch exactly <laughs> well anyways if you are still here if you did not press the eject button upon the mention it will be like why i mentioned earlier we appreciate you um as always, you know where to find us on social media. And again, like why I mentioned, we, uh, we might be including threads in that now. So at lunchpailguys <laughs> underscore. Let us know whether you think Otani is, in fact, the greatest player of all time or not. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you all back next week.